0: You're saying I'm not the most important person in the world?
1: I, I'm not saying that. Just checking. Okay, boys, I'm going to go ahead and call Courtney. Who's Courtney?
2: don't start drinking, I'm gonna leave I wake up in the morning, I'm hungry to root But I get no sympathy, baby, you too loop, You better change, yes, I'm begging you, please Cause if you don't start drinking, I'm gonna leave bird-wise, a bird-wise, a bitter Take a little hit, baby, it's all right i'm gonna leave
1: welcome to atlas bach a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane weird and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league this podcast captures the thoughts and musings of greg joe jack and tim four of the 10 owners in the league this is episode 39 entitled darty like a pod star But before we get started, we have an important public service announcement we're required to share.
3: Greetings, Bacher Nation. Ghost King here with an important message about responsible dartying. It's fun to get drunk in the daytime, and for folks of a certain age, it's almost the only way to binge drink. But it's important to darty responsibly, to know your limits, and to avoid disrupting podcasts that are enjoyed by bots across the world. You never know when one of your castmates might be trying to impress a girl with whom he has no shot. My dad, the original ghost king, once said to me, "Beer before liquor, never sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Darty and podcast responsibly.
1: Welcome, Bockers. Happy Memorial Day weekend, and with me we have Joe. Joe, how are you today? Joe, Joe you can't see soft. this. Yes, he's on mute and uh, has been darting all day. So
3: he's been taking a mime course as well. <laughs> yeah, he's, <And> he's, <laughs> man, I said he's, he's doing. Think he it. said it's all over.
1: <laughs> hey, Joe, why don't you turn the mute button off and and we'll try that again? All right, one, two, one. Welcome, Bockers. Hey, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Moving on. Joe is really having trouble with his mute button. (laughs) (laughs) GK, how are you? I'm
3: doing great. Good to see you, boys. Welcome back, Jack. Uh,
1: Hello, fellas. Good to see you again. Missed you.
4: Sorry uh, I I was uh, away for another week.
1: We missed you too. We saw the score this week. And, I heard and thought you may not come. So we're really happy that you're here.
4: You motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what? Seriously, though, in all honesty, there there is a, a legitimate reason that I missed last week.
3: Because you're a pussy.
4: No, because I lost to pops.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bizarro world! All of a sudden, this has been a. Um, I'm glad we've been able to document these two seasons in particular. <laughs>
1: They've always been this weird. We just never documented that. Hey, you
4: know what? You're probably right.
1: <laughs> That's why we decided to, you know, really get up there. So let's take a look at the St. Locast Fabergé Brittle Bones take out Bad Street. Boom, boom, boom. Crushed him. In Sex. fact, Pops was still making changes on his roster Sunday, and it was kind of sad. Sad how? Well, just like he was, he's being beaten so bad. Like, why even bother? <laughs>
3: No, oh, well, listen, I'm still making roster moves in a parallel universe on Pop's podcast. He's commenting on how sad my pathetic moves are. <laughs>
1: we didn't get to your team yet. I know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Mr. Blonde's Heroes loses in the late innings of this game uh. to Lethal Injection. So the champ, again, doing his, you know, around 500 dance just like last year. Uh, took on uh, Mr. Blunt's heroes, and Blondie gave him a good fight. It was back and forth. I actually had a lot of fun watching this game. I mean, it was kind of, you know, back and forth. You guys were on top of your lineups, and sorry to see you go down.
3: Yeah, so am I.
1: 47 Ronin uh, beat Philadelphia Experiment 2. Wasn't close. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> the curse is over. I guess I'm inextricably linked to Omission Commission, who <laughs> lost by less than a point <laughs> to the fucking punks.
3: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> so Tim, to the podcast,
3: give give us the, some insight. I, I need to to know how devastated Scott is.
1: You know, I I went out to the Stillhouse, which uh, some of you know the Stillhouse.
0: <laughs> is that a uh, euphemism?
1: <laughs> no, no. It's a it's a great it's a great kind of one of a kind pub. In the town uh, uh, just south of here, a fine bar. Good to hear your mute button's working. Joe back? Yeah, he's back.
3: We're gonna wish that mute button was working
1: in a different way. I, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Soon enough. <laughs> you know that's what she said, but
0: I want to say that uh, 47 Ronin was <laughs> the only team in the 50s this week.
1: Yeah, I know your strategy's <laughs> gonna try to get the attention on me. Nope, not gonna work. Um, sorry, it is. Joe's a little belligerent <laughs> when he's drunk, huh? Like, <laughs> oh, this is gonna
0: be great. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was my character, belligerent bastard, who's uh, front running. No, you. He's were... very
4: confused now with the loss. The <laughs> loss confuses him. He's mocked the fantasy gods, and they are beginning their obligatory piss into his face. This is going to continue for a while now. He'll be confused for a while. It happens to the best of us. So,
1: and uh, I saw Scotty last night at the Stillhouse, and I said, "Hey, Scotty, you're you're down." by a few points, aren't you nervous? And he looked, paused, and he said, no, 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 I'm not nervous. And I knew at that moment that he was going to lose. Like he he knew at that moment (laughs) he was going to lose. We started talking trades and, you know, trying to maybe kind of take advantage of this weak moment uh, that Scotty's having. And by the way, Joe, he does not want to trade Bryce Harper. I sort of figured.
3: Why? Because he doesn't believe in the curse? or yeah,
1: I think at this point he believes in the curse and he's just so committed to appearing like he doesn't believe in the curse.
4: His heels are dug in, so now he has to write. Yep. Exactly. Now he has to write. Tim knows this fucking routine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Curses don't exist.
1: <laughs> Folks, the game of the week. Reardon medal against the Dreamers. An undefeated team against a team with one loss. They both went in the ring. Only one came out victorious dreamers
3: thunderdome
1: kicked the shit out of reed metal by the way it wasn't even close Worst score of the week oh my god just just bad like i i wonder is joe's team just like a horrible is joe's team like uh is it horrible, like, horrible. Saying,
3: just say pops would have beat him
1: <laughs> horrible I, i'm just
3: your, uh, your mute buttons uh work not working <laughs> your mute button. We can't horrible hear you. <laughs> Press your mute mute button, please.
1: Horrible. So for anybody who's listening to this podcast for the first time, please go back to the previous podcast because clearly this is going to be a shit show. If you've been listening to it for a while, it will make a lot more sense. But um, you may want to crack open that six pack before you listen any further to be able to understand what the hell's going on here. Jack, I like your explanation. Pops would have beat ridden metal this week.
0: I'm waiting for all of you to come up with another narrative. Now that the greatest team of all time has lost to the third greatest team of all time behind Listen to, um, uh,
4: 47 Ronan. He's mad because we jinxed him. Don't be mad. Oh, we I don't, don't believe, believe in jinxes. <laughs> right. Oh. So don't be mad.
1: You should be happy that you lost because now you are not the number one team, right?
0: So we chose to, uh, Step back a week and uh, take a loss, and now we'll move on from there. Prove that curses exist. Right. Uh, The one thing I uh, could control was taking Cody Bellinger out, and I did. And uh, what did Whit Merrifield do this week? Lost. (laughs) 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 Laugh it up, fuzzball. uh,
4: (laughs) Joe's hurting.
0: It is painful.
4: I tried to cushion the
3: blow. I told him it was coming.
0: I wanted and, to be the Patriots and go eighteen and zero.
3: You know this bravado just goes to show me that he's hurting badly inside. And you know, you know I for one am enjoying it <laughs> 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 immensely. <laughs> That's kind of guy I am. <laughs> I appreciate the
4: fact that he built up to the point over the last few weeks that we could enjoy it as opposed to feeling bad for him when he lost if he was just the same old nice Joe. So he's been such a dick that it's very enjoyable now to watch what is the beginning of his downfall.
0: So I, I'm uh, I'm kind of curious. Uh, will we ever get the Mondays on here to talk about the team that has the greatest winning streak in the league? So far? I,
1: I think we can get Dusty. Nice. I don't think I don't think we can get Elden.
3: We, uh, you know, I won't say for sure that we can't get Eldon. I've been talking to Eldon. He and I have talked on the phone a couple of times in the last week or so just about baseball stuff. Um, I don't know. You know, Tim, you know him as well as I do. Uh, He he seems a little bit more... Jovial, maybe, maybe that's the word. I'm not looking. I don't know. But uh, so I'll ask him.
1: Okay.
4: See what I'd like at. to get
3: both of them on
4: at the same time. And but and and honestly, we could like we won't even ask questions about Freddie Freeman. Like just I'm just mm-hmm. interested between the two of them. Um, you know, now that they're successful and, and people actually care about them, you know, all the bots want to know, like who's making the fucking calls, who's yeah, doing the week, and week stuff. You know, I'm just, I'm interested, genuinely, for a team good enough to beat old fucking man Joe over here.
0: Did you, you say it? jovial? Are you taking my name in
3: vain?
4: Oh. <laughs> Me? Did I say? Uh, I don't.
3: I said the word jovial. uh,
1: Yeah, I I don't use that word very often. And and yet another nickname is born. (laughs) Old man, fucking Joe. (laughs) (laughs) That one could stick, folks. (laughs) (laughs) O M J in the house.
3: Bon jovial.
0: (laughs) Jovial, like a cowboy on a steel horse. I ride. Oh God, the drunk man,
3: Tim. Whatever you do, hang on to the outtakes uh, on this week's episode. <laughs> they're going to supply us uh, sound bites for years to come.
1: Okay, so let's run through the McGuire division. The Dreamers still in first place at seven and one. Uh, Forty-seven Ronin in second place at six and two, and Bad Street at one and seven is in the basement.
4: They might be eliminated. I think.
1: Well, they're close to it. Maybe mathematically <laughs> not, but they're pretty damn close. <laughs> In the Bonds division, St. Lowe, Crash, Brittle Bones.
4: Leading the division.
1: Leading the division at four and four. Yeah, 500. What an ugly division this is. Uh, Blondie goes <laughs> down to two and six and is now tied for second place in the division <laughs> with the Funka Punks, who won at two and six.
4: You know, you know how Woo-hoo! pathetic this division is? Uh, I was talking to my brother today, and, and I know we might talk about this a little bit later as well, but... Um, he doesn't even know who the fuck's in his division. Like literally, we we're talking about the other teams in his division. He's like, "Yeah, you, Greg, blah blah blah," and Mike's dad, right? Mike's dad's in my division. I was like, "I don't <laughs> fucking know whoever it is." So hmm. it literally, doesn't even know who's in his division, and he knows he's not good, but he also knows
1: that he's, he's got a playoff spot.
3: <laughs> well, he's five hundred. I mean, he, he why is he not good? We were all so high on his team at the beginning of the year.
1: He's still my favorite.
3: There you go. I
4: expected them to be a 500 team and, and win that shitty division. <laughs> I, I was not on the bandwagon.
3: <laughs> oh, enough. God damn. I, I, it's not like I lost to Pops last week or anything. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Still a game up on you, big guy. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm only two more, out of my division.
4: I'm more mediocre than you are. Slightly.
3: <laughs> wait, what, Just wait till Vlad Jr. gets
4: called up. I, I'd be fucking right in it. In your division. Mm.
1: And then at the Griffey Division, Reardon Metal takes his first loss. Omission Commission with the curse hanging heavy around his neck.
0: Uh, could you repeat that? Did you say seven and one?
1: Yes. Just checking.
4: One game worse than last week when you were seven and out. Right. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. One, two, three. Uh, <laughs> uh, omission Commission uh, drops to four and four. So even at seven and one, commanding lead in the uh-huh. Griffey Division. Leader <laughs> Just <laughs> Joe's walking to, off. Just so you know, Joe is uh just put the headphones down, rambled <laughs> to his bookcase, and is picking out some alcohol. Looks like, uh, oh boy, what is he drinking? What is I'm that? waiting for him to curl dark. up on that
4: rug? Is that Pepsi? What is
1: <laughs> omission commission drops to four and four? Uh, so the, the in the lost column, the distance stays the same, lethal injection with the win moves to four and four and Scotty is now in more than just a dog fight. He's in a multi dog fight here. This is pretty bad. (laughs) And then Philadelphia experiment is losing to win. And uh falls to three and five, and we should probably see some younger players moving towards the Philadelphia experiment. I have
4: been uh, starting some conversations with some other folks about some of the guys I have that may help, uh, may help them on the run. I will say that, yeah, at this point, the way the division is gearing up, I would – claim the seller for myself if it wasn't for the fact of uh, Curse Boy, so he's only a game up on me, I think. <laughs> um, so,
3: <laughs> mm, I, Seriously, I, I feel for the guy. Give him a couple pointers.
1: What What do you feel for him? Like, no, you- nothing. Yeah, gonna like, Yeah, We well, didn't I,
3: I, I did expect I, you to call us I, out. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, that's just something you'd say. Uh,
0: do you think the division alignments and who's winning and who's losing are going to change the way trades happen this year, and who can trade with who, and whether <laughs> trades will happen.
1: Joe, I, I just got to tell you, like that's a direct question. Just putting on a pair of glasses doesn't <laughs> make <laughs> doesn't make you less drunk, and your question. No, sick. but it
0: makes me look smarter. You,
1: you are you asked that question. I'm wearing question, a flag shirt. You literally asked that question. I turn this way as if you as if you were just pulled over, drunk as shit, <laughs> and the officer said something to you and you tried so hard to sound sober
0: what makes you think
4: i
3: have let me done- ask you something officer <laughs> Do you well, think sir, i would like to articulate the fact this, that cool? this is a stick shift and it's dust <laughs> and it's memorial day weekend make a difference uh about how i went through that uh, checkpoint and if the
4: dreamers the Dreamers get a win this week. They'll have the longest winning streak of any team this season.
1: What's really concerning me is that they're like the most outside of Pops team. They're the most difficult owners to get to. Like, we can't influence them like we can influence all the others. Says
0: the guy with the same winning streak.
1: Mine is just because I had the nuts to get rid of that Oh, curse. mine.
0: is just a mistake. Look over here.
1: market okay boys uh definitely go refresh your drinks except joe except joe oh my god joe water joe maybe a cup of coffee stay hydrated joe stay hydrated (laughs) Uh oh holy shit he's drinking serious shit uh (laughs) wow he he
0: even deflected the joke about the same exact winning streak—he's bought you guys both. Do you not see what he's doing?
4: He doesn't. He had. He doesn't have the same winning streak.
1: I'm number. He, I'm, I'm in second place in my division, dude. The, yeah, the guy that has the one. How many in a row? The guy that has the 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 best. How best? many in a row have you won? I don't know since the since the trade, the curse. Yeah, he since
0: the, the curse. This is his. He fifth win He brings it row. back to the curse.
4: This is his fifth win. <laughs>
0: All right. He's
4: got five wins in a row now.
0: And he's going to keep winning.
4: Tim told us that if we challenge him on the podcast that we won't get as much mic time. So, Oh,
0: shit. <laughs> well, and somehow I keep getting on more and more. Oh, that's right. You guys aren't committed. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that. We'll be back in a minute. Yep. Cheers.
5: from the drink-induced behavior known as podcast to interruptus? Symptoms include frequent and uncontrolled interruptions, slurred speech, awkward comments, and random bouts of laughter. If you find yourself suffering from podcast to interruptus, please ask your doctor about mute OSA. Taken orally, mute OSA alleviates the symptoms commonly associated with drunken, belligerent ranting. Common side effects include healthy friendships, invitation to dinner parties, fair cornhole play, and a lack of morning regret. Ask your doctor about Mute, Osa, and stop saying embarrassing shit.
1: Well, welcome back, Bockers. We are so happy to have a friend of Greg's who's quickly becoming a friend of ours. She's able to mix it up with us pretty quickly. We have Courtney. Courtney has agreed to come on the podcast. Uh, She's probably questioning her decision-making at this point. Are we all? However, she's having a nice glass of wine, and so I think that's probably good for us. Yes, that she is. We talk a lot about fantasy baseball, but also major league baseball. And we've been kind of encountering situations that we think, boy, what what would be a a human resources response to this? Because all of us have worked with organizations that may have, uh, you know, uh, strong HR organizations or maybe even just uh, lightly represented HR organizations. But we've all seen some pretty bad behavior and certainly wanted to get a professional's opinion. And since you know Greg the best, I'm going to go ahead and hand the microphone over to Greg and let him uh, talk to you about some of the questions that we had. So Greg, hey
3: yeah, thanks thanks, Court, for being on the uh, podcast. It's great to have you. Um, so Court, before we get started though, uh, you're from the Tampa area, right?
5: I am born and raised in Tampa, and then um, lived in a couple of different um, couple different areas of the country. But yeah, my heart is with the Rays. If that's what you're asking, uh, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Oh,
3: okay. So, how,
5: how big a baseball Sorry. fan are you, Courtney? Um, I mean, I, I, I vote with my heart. So, uh, you know, I, I follow the Rays in terms of where, how, if they're winning or not. Um, and then I, I live in the DC area now, so I, or not, (laughs) you know, see the Orioles go through their pain. Uh, yeah.
3: Okay, cool. So like Tim said, you know, we, we obviously, we talk a lot about baseball and one of the things about baseball, everybody knows there are unwritten rules. But of course, in life and in your line of business, unwritten rules are not a good thing. And so, I just wanted to get—you know—we we talk a lot about what the unwritten rules that we think are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be fun to have you on and to throw some scenarios at you, uh, as if you know uh, y- your subject matter expertise as an HR professional, you're used to people approaching you. In fact, when Courtney and I worked together, I used to come to her with scenarios and say, "Okay." Here's the situation. Here's what I think we should do. What's your expert opinion about it? And we generally never agreed. But be that Sorry. as it may, <laughs> I thought that it would be fun to throw some recent baseball scenarios at you. Uh, things that are just handled in a fuccoked way, and just hear what an HR professional has to say. Sure. All right. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do a typical kind of HR trainee type of uh, language. So let's say. There's a manager. And just for you know, for anonymity's sake, we're gonna call this manager Buck. Okay.
5: (laughs) Very anonymous name. Yeah.
3: And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a randomly chosen name, everybody. Calm down. And so (laughs) Buck's a manager and he has an employee named Dylan, let's say. Okay. And so Dylan is at work in the performance of his duties in front of customers. And he makes a huge error. And in fact, uh, he, he makes an error uh, to one of his customers named Xander. Let's just call him Xander. for right. <laughs> an so, so again, if, if I'm coming to you and I, I observe this because I was one of the customers present, mm-hmm. uh, what happened was Dylan, clearly he was in the wrong and he did something um, that Xander took advantage of. But instead of handling it privately, Buck went out in front of all the customers present at the time and mm-hmm. publicly humiliated Dylan. Mm. What, what do you think about that from an HR perspective?
5: Um, I mean, what was Dylan's reaction? Was Dylan upset with it? Buck's the boss.
3: So, yeah, I'm sure Dylan was upset about it. I, I mean, uh, many of the customers speculated that Dylan would be rightly upset about it. But I don't sure. think that... Um, you know, uh, Dylan knows his place, and, and he just accepted it.
1: He may have even felt some pressure not to show emotion to the boss in front of all the customers because that would just get him in more trouble.
0: Sure. I'm, impressed that, I'm impressed that that's not a question any of the four of us asked last week.
4: If we had an ice cream man on, we'd be asking questions that pertain About to sprinkles. ice cream in some sort that we hadn't Is that asked why my rag- either. <laughs>
0: Is that why my microphone
3: has to stay on mute? (laughs) Yes, Jeff. And Courtney, as you may have deduced, we I definitely have a question coming up about Joe.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Is it just me at this point? Dirty rotten scoundrels when
3: Joe talks? Or? Courtney's like the <laughs> Courtney's <laughs> the guest that uh, Letterman has on and then asks her a question, and then that, and then he and That's Paul answer so, for 15 minutes. <laughs> right. So in, right,
6: the
5: purest form, in the purest form, I would say, uh, I mean, not, not the best leadership style from Buck's standpoint, but let's keep it U.S.-based in this country, we also have a number of organizations that utilize that leadership style in a very specific way for very specific reasons. So broadly speaking, in in the general sense, I would say having a conversation with Buck to kind of train him on some uh, more appropriate (laughs) leadership uh, perspectives might might be worthwhile. However, um, there's a lot of intentional leadership styles that way and, and depending on the organization, that might be where where that ends up. Uh, you might you might end up with I mean let's use our military for a broader example. Um, there's a very specific leadership style that it could potentially come into place um, with that scenario and it's very important that um, they employ that leadership style. I don't know that there's a specific answer to uh, Bucks, the worst manager that, that there ever was. He is. I but think that, Bucks, that's, Bucks that's is organization, Organizationally, culturally based, for
1: sure. You're saying that different different organizations or industries could have different approaches to uh, boss and employee relationships. And when you say the military, you're talking about, hey, it's a life or death situation if an order mm-hmm. is followed. So therefore, you know, insubordination is probably you know, uh, treated a lot more severely than maybe a, uh, you know, a white collar jeweler, think tank or something like that, or a jeweler. Yes. that Absolutely. Could be Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, to piggyback on what our host said, does it matter from an HR perspective that, that how much an employee is making that, Hey, you know what, you're making a ton of money, so you need to accept however I treat you, mm-hmm. you know? And so what do you think about that? Cory?
5: Yeah, so I think that that's culturally based as well, which is that um, just from a human nature, who has, who has the most to lose, maybe? There's different expectations as you get kind of higher in that uh, ranking, I suppose you could say. There's also different relationships as you get higher in that ranking. The employee-employer relationship definitely changes as you kind of move up that ladder, so to speak. Uh, financially, your employee making minimum wage is most likely going to put up with a lot less than your kind of top echelon employees who they're not going to walk out the door when they get pissed off. Mm -hmm. Now, from a legal standpoint, does that, does that change? Not necessarily.
0: A quick question. I, I, you just said the, the lower wage employee would be quicker than the higher wage employee. Is that what I heard?
5: I would make the assumption that they'd be quicker to walk out the door or leave at the end of the day and not come back to work.
3: Yeah, Joe, a lower wage employee can replace that lower wage job theoretically more than a higher wage employee. And so it's going to be more... You know, Greg... (laughs) Uh (laughs)
1: Uh-oh.
3: Yes?
0: (laughs) Sorry, I was laughing.
1: Yeah, we saw that, Joe. (laughs) Cool.
0: We've already replaced you. Jack came on. You weren't committed.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Show I'm some respect just to saying. Joe's shirt, Courtney. Come just on. <laughs> just
0: <laughs> saying. Yeah. Just
4: Did so everybody I, pledge allegiance before the uh, uh, <laughs> uh, pledge
3: allegiance uh, to oh the shirt? Turn
0: sideways so you can salute properly. All right. Okay, so, so, no, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm interested interested in this idea that. uh A lower-wage employee is going to be quicker to walk out the door. I haven't seen that in my own life as a lower-wage employee. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I would think that the available open positions, as Greg said, for a higher-wage employee are far more limited. Yeah, I get the idea, but the ego exists, too. But let's take this where Courtney was going with it, which is if you're talking about baseball players— and there are only 30 major league teams, your ability to quit the Braves and go play for the Padres is severely limited, which means you're you're going to be more willing to take uh, an environment that could be seen as toxic or abusive somewhere else than the person who's selling hot dogs at the Braves game and could sell so hot dogs saying, at Arby's what's your, down the road. What
0: you're saying is that the— Arby's doesn't sell hot dogs. Rose
4: <laughs> What— <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right okay yeah good one. Five, okay, let's four, three. On to the next scenario what
0: you're saying is that major league baseball is not the real world is what you're saying because <laughs> oh, no, the real world it's
5: the same scenario
0: uh, oh bullshit dude well in, I, in
5: employment when you're thinking about an unemployment situation it it, it drastically changes the situation too because you're ta- you're talking about people who are under contract so that makes a that makes a world of a difference when it comes to contractual agreements, so most employee employer relationships aren't contractual. Most states are at will and most employees are hired in an at will status. And so that employer employee relationship is dynamically different than in if we're talking specifically about Major League Baseball in a contractual from a contractual perspective. So if your employee is contractually obligated to, first of all, remain on the team, I mean, let's, let's like, if we're just talking baseball now to contractually stay on the team and vice versa, um, there's a legal binding there that has nothing to do with feelings and has nothing to do with, does HR think he's being too mean? I mean, that doesn't, um, that doesn't, that doesn't hold the same weight, uh, as, as different environments
1: for sure. So first of all, Courtney is way smarter than the rest of us. You fit right in uh, uh, like, just like, okay, she's a counter puncher. Awesome.
3: You you can, you guys can see why I hated working with her now. right? <laughs> I was like, no, no, Courtney, just, just agree with me. I want to, I want to do this and just agree with me. And she never would. She never went along with me. She's smarter than me.
0: So I know she's
3: smarter than you. <laughs> Are
0: are you saying Courtney is the Derek Jeter of HR? Oh, no. no,
6: no.
1: Definitely not, Joe. Who's the best okay. Rays player of all time? Wade Boggs. She's the Who's Wade, Wade Boggs, Boggs of HR.
6: Oh, <laughs> oh of Wade course, Boggs. Wade Boggs.
4: <laughs> best. Wade Boggs is the best player that played for the Rays. Does anybody have a chicken sandwich? Aubrey Huff is probably the best Rays player. Aubrey right? Huff,
1: do you, Courtney, who do you remember from Aubrey. when you were when you were uh, a young, innocent little child and you fell in love oh. with the Rays? Who was? Do you remember? Do you even have? Did you go to a game? Crime dog.
5: Oh, gosh, that's adorable. No, Ray's games were almost free.
1: Um, <laughs> they were.
5: And, and they we were the devil to to, I mean, I was in, I was, I was post-college living in St. Petersburg down the street from the stadium, yeah. and we had $5 tickets. And they were, it was all you could drink, $5 baseball tickets, (laughs) and they gave you these little Dixie cups, and it was just as, refill them as much as you could, all you could drink. That
1: is a young adult dream.
5: So I don't remember, I mean, I can't remember anyone. (laughs) I mean,
1: and she literally
3: can't remember anybody because of those those (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so cord, let's go on to our second HR scenario you guys. Are right now, different organization. This organization has a long history of success overall, and they hire a new and very inexperienced manager. So let's call him Gabe. <laughs> So Gabe's a new manager. He comes in to an an existing work team that he's now responsible for, and he doesn't have a real uh, long track record, so he has a credibility issue, I would say. And uh, when he first comes on board, he starts making some questionable managerial decisions, so much so that one of his employees uh, publicly questions his uh, managerial decision making. Give me your HR perspective on a situation like that. How would you make it better? What what, what advice would you give Gabe?
5: I'm a firm believer in relationship building. I'm a firm believer that you can tell people all you want, um, but they don't believe what you say until they see they see an outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so from Gabe's perspective, I would tell him to keep his eye on the prize. The higher you get, the more spotlight you have on you, and you're going to have naysayers. And so you can't, you can't always uh, fix that dissent. But as much as you can't fix that dissent, um, the proof is in the pudding. And so do what you can, and actions speak louder than words. So I'm a believer in actions. I'm a believer in focusing on actions. I suppose I'd have a conversation with the employee. I would, um, Let's call
3: him hidden hit.
5: I I suppose I'd have a conversation with Nick. I suppose I'd encourage Gabe to have a conversation with Nick. I also am somebody who comes from the perspective that giving more credence to dissent causes them to have a larger microphone. And I don't necessarily think that that's a positive perspective to take. So maybe we find ourselves back where we did before, which is what's the cultural element here and follow the cultural line um, and decide what that cultural line is and follow it as a as specifically as you can. Not everybody's going to be on board, um, so you have to you have to be on board so that people can figure out whether or not they want to get off board or on board.
3: And I, I think it'd be safe so, to say that he is violating. Uh, Gabe, the manager, is is at least pushing the boundary of the cultural norms of this organization and the industry. So, Jack, so
4: essentially. He, 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 he tell Nick to shut the fuck up, sit on the bench and hit a home run when he's called on to pinch hit.
5: I mean, if that's what you need to tell him, but, uh, you're not, I, I, do, I do believe that I, I do believe that you're not going to get buy in from everybody. And and a, col- uh, a cultural shift is the most difficult shift that you'll ever make. And so going into any organization, if you're going to make a cultural shift, you have to be steadfast in that cultural shift. Uh, even if your largest, your most significant players, um, are communicating dissent, uh, if you've made the decision to go a different direction, you have to stick to that. That's a long-term goal, uh, which is some of the most difficult, but um, you got, it. you have to stick to it. You have to stick to those goals.
4: In this particular situation, Greg's question actually came a month ago, essentially, and Gabe has done what you said he should do, and it is working. Mm-hmm. So, good answer.
1: Theoretically.
4: Theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our, I uh,
0: got
4: one right. Is that yeah. what you're
0: saying? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to ask a question. Oh, as damn! It, most, uh, ask a question. As the most inappropriate person here. What would it take?
5: Oh, I would. I would go. As the most inappropriate person here, taking my pants
0: off. <laughs> what does it take? Taking <laughs> for you steer somebody into the other room and say you cannot do that. Uh, it just what does it take
5: me personally?
0: Oh, no, no I'm I'm game. talking as an HR person. What what does it take? Uh, what, what do you have to do? Fuck How you. many licks it to the center of? You
3: know what? When Joe I, I, gets mad at people, he goes uh, down. Let, <laughs> let, me, let me change
0: just, my question. Joe just got his first loss. <laughs> Courtney, <laughs> you you are clearly a reasonable person. Are they not
3: abusing me right now? <laughs> Well, that you know, that's a perfect segue into my final scenario for, for Courtney. Okay, okay, Courtney. We've been talking a lot of managerial dynamics now, but sure. we're going to shift we're gonna shift gears, and so we're talking about four business partners. Mm-hmm. Okay, four business partners engaged in an endeavor together. They're equal partners, and throughout the week, they exchange ideas. Not really, but well. You know, Tim, this is a theoretical fucking scenario. Yeah, right.
0: it's a Greg takes on everybody. Jack do doesn't show up, and Tim controls Joe, all
3: the things. Joe, Joe, you have no know idea it. what I'm talking about. This is a theoretical no. scenario. They're it's killing called, me! Let's, let's, save me! So so the Corey, four partners... Save me. Of the four partners...
5: <laughs> Shut up and hit home runs when, it's here when you get up to <laughs> bat. Yeah, there
3: you of go, the Corey. four dude. partners... <laughs> let's let's call this. There's one partner. Let's call Greg him. Greg is the most evil of them all. No, no, let's call this partner Joe. No, that's so, too obvious. Let's, on let's call second. him Mr. Much. Time
1: out, time out. Let me just remind everyone it's really hard when you talk over other people, Joe, for me to edit it.
3: One, two,
1: three. Greg <laughs> is fucking evil. <laughs> okay.
3: Courtney knows that. Courtney, Courtney's done that Thank for you. years.
0: Yes. So yes. on to that's, your. Th- clearly, she is a smart human being. I don't know how she ended up talking to you and we were forced together by a work situation
4: she's of she's <laughs> kind of think of the same <laughs> shit right Jack now.
0: shows up now and then and Tim is trying to tie this all together safely for all of us it okay. should be easy this week
4: okay. all right. Are you ready
3: Joe for my I'm shutting up my microphone is going on mute don't <laughs> make promises unless you're intended to keep anyway one, so, two, three, uh, great so there's four business partners Courtney Four equal partners, and for the most part, there's a positive and healthy business dynamic there. But one of the partners, let's call him JM, um, on a on an occasion sends incomprehensible text messages <laughs> to the other partners at all hours. of the- and, 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 you know, and, and again, they're they're equally engaged in the business. Joe, you said your mute button uh, was going on. But um, they're equally engaged in this business. (laughs) So so there's no authority that they have over one another. But the three other partners are genuinely concerned about JM's (laughs) mental stability. Uh, If they consulted you as an outside HR consultant, how would you advise these three partners?
5: I mean, I guess happy hour. I don't know what... I mean, I don't don't know how to handle this one. I mean, I just... Courtney, make a phone call, Greg. Make a
3: phone call. <laughs> yeah. Courtney, the time is gone, and, and, and HR Courtney hat is over, and she's past "fuck this shit" o'clock. In the uh, after hours, Courtney is now.
5: But you're right. I'm like I'm good for two out of three. Two out of three HR scenarios.
3: That's what. Which, hey, you know what Meatloaf said? Two out of three ain't bad. That's
5: right.
3: Courtney, we've taken up a lot of your time, and we really appreciate it. I I do have a couple of just quick hits, like these are one or two word answers. There's no right or wrong. These are, you know, kind of uh, questions that have run through the course of the narrative of our podcast, and so uh, I'd like to conclude with those, if I may. Kind of a a quick question around. So, uh, yes or no, do you believe in luck? Yes. Do you believe in curses?
5: Uh.
3: Sure. Okay. Okay. Is Derek Jeter a douche or a legend? I'm
5: a douche.
3: Yeah. All right. right. Courtney, there you go. Three for See, this three. is why Courtney and I are so sympathetic. Yes. Okay, <laughs> guys. Any, any last yeah, no, minute questions was, was for the, the lovely one, Courtney?
1: There was one other question since we're resurrecting yeah. this. McCartney or Lennon?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, Courtney, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Before Courtney answers that, she knows how she must answer that.
5: I she do. I <laughs> I must answer it, but I do wholeheartedly believe
3: it, Lennon, all the way. There right. you go. What a what a dream
4: None of our other guests have been through what you've had to go through,
3: and we is, have sir, is, is there a trophy? Being friends with me is traumatic enough. So, she's
0: <laughs> <not crazy. laughs> God, we all know Maybe that. You can I handle. wanted to ask
3: you
5: guys if you've ever talked to Greg
0: because this is
1: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Touché. This is the most drunk. Joe has ever been on this podcast, <laughs> for sure. Um, but but
3: it's uh, but it's only the nine thousand three hundred and seventy fourth drunkest he's ever been in his life.
0: Well, listen, I am impressed talking to somebody so intelligent. <laughs> I have to listen to three bastards, and and you are so reasonable, and and uh, you have an opinion, and it's well thought out, and you don't put down somebody that doesn't disagree with you like these fuckers do? <laughs> that's probably true. I am impressed. Courtney's
3: and rethinking the- her answer about my mental health scenario. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and she should because <laughs> I can't believe she puts up with your ass. I think- Courtney,
3: <laughs> you want to hear some really good news that's going to make you happy? We yes. Haven't. We haven't these given yourself over. We're not going to explain <laughs> anything. To
1: We've had, we, there is a firewall escort. between. Yeah, there's <laughs> an absolute <laughs> firewall. Not catching You're
3: immediately going to be contacted by the witness protection program. <laughs> from <laughs> <Joe>. <laughs>
4: I did call that by the way. Um this actually <laughs> this may be, you actually, call that? Maybe the, this maybe the beginning of a new podcast <laughs> with uh, with Joe and
3: Courtney. Joe called that. He <laughs> <said> our guest <laughs> would want to go into witness protection.
0: <laughs> I would do a podcast with Courtney.
1: She's <laughs> way smarter than the three. got
0: that we We're got not disagreeing that disagreeing
1: with that. So Courtney, I guess what I wanted to say is, do you and you may not. You may just want to get you may just want to close this and get out of here, but
0: um you have your
3: finger on He wants to start a the therapy fun. immediately. Right. He's not waiting till tomorrow. A
1: yes. w- Again, a wise woman. Do Do you have any questions for us?
3: Oh,
5: goodness. I, I, I can't imagine that I have any questions for you now. So I'll
1: answer the first Why question you're not asking. You know. We did not meet Joe in prison. That is not true.
0: <laughs> Number one. Oh, listen to the
1: Tool song prison sex god damn it oh my god uh okay that i that was my fault i apologize uh, <laughs> um, this
3: is a historic moment on the podcast Courtney. so this is, yeah, yeah, this this is very better
1: different than, than we the other two know. but i will say courtney that i really appreciate you having the guts to come on here it's a lot of fun we we actually do a pretty good job of the podcast i will make sure that greg has a copy to send to you um as soon as it, we, we get it out on thursdays and um if there's anything that you're a little sketchy about or whatever just let me know we just want you to have fun Anybody with it
0: anything?
3: anything you mean
1: all of it i, I will say that though no, you even I'll have a like, box t-shirt
3: coming your way too Clark.
1: 48 minutes later you definitely held your own like you were not at all like you kept your stance yeah you did a great job and we really appreciate you having the sense of humor that you do. And great. Um, was awesome. up our podcast a little bit yeah thank you so much
5: thank you guys for having me i guess my only question is who's winning the fantasy league this uh season
1: it's crazy what, yeah yeah that exactly guy. the one who keeps saying he's so stupid yeah that's the guy with the best record Wow, well, <laughs> i am ridiculous i don't know
5: but that seems suspicious about that four person uh
1: so just no, to give you an example, playing them all so constantly so greg is is he's engaged in uh, a what's called a mid-ball strategy which essentially means, and you probably know this from working with him, he takes no position anywhere. He just kind of. Oh. To we call Jack. him the straddler. Jack is. Did, taking... you,
0: did you notice that Greg Joe? is wearing that, that fancy button down shirt right
3: now? Joe. That he no, hasn't done fucking... for Joe, <laughs> now <laughs>
1: you seeing... Joe, Joe. Joe.
3: Oh, you're looking no, at in just... the mirror again. You didn't
1: see him rip that off? Uh, Joe, I
0: love you, buddy. Hit the <laughs> Oh, right. my That's God. True. Greg, you
1: win. Okay, Joe. You win that round. Number two, Joe, you're in a safe place. I am Groot. (laughs) I am Groot. Number two, Jack is engaged in a win by losing strategy. So, Jack is currently Mm -hmm. trying to lose as much as he can. So, he's in a better position next year.
5: Sure. Yeah. I've played that. I've played that
1: role. Joe (laughs) has built a super team and is trying to act as crazy as possible to keep everyone off his scent. And I think he's doing a great job of it. And I am just dealing with curses since you believe in curses. I am dealing with curses (laughs) and I got rid of a curse and I've been doing well. So that's,
5: Oh, I might wanna I might might wanna change my answer because I believe in curses, but then when I hear somebody talking about them losing because of curses, I'm like, that's bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome to our league. Well, I should have you meet the owner of the team I traded the curse player to who has lost uh what, four out of the last five, Yes. Yeah, so uh-huh.
3: listen next week. We're gonna have a we well, just listen next week.
1: All right. So thank I you. Will Courtney. Do so. We really Thanks, appreciate Gordon. it. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you guys Joe's, for showing,
3: me on. Joe's showing his toys off now. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, just, put your dolly away. It's time to it's time to talk ahead. to your friends. Just right. like at next for, week. Right. Joe's He's showing his toys. toys. Quickly,
5: it's Courtney. been a pleasure, Joe.
3: Thanks. <laughs> thanks,
0: Courtney.
6: Thank
1: you for doing it, Courtney. Have a good yeah, night. thanks, Thank guys. You, Have a good night. We'll talk to you. Right, you bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye-bye. She was awesome. Well, I think I sealed that deal. I think you know. I think, yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Joe. You just, you just, uh, you just uh, that's the future Mrs. Crow, thanks to Joe. Blame it all
2: on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined your blind tie affair. The last one to know, the last one to show I was the last one you thought you'd see there. And I saw a surprise. And the fear in his eyes When I took his glass of champagne And I toasted you and Said, honey, we may be through But you'll never hear me complain Cause I got a friend
1: Well, boys, that was certainly interesting. Um, I hope Courtney uh, doesn't just completely ghost you, Greg, um, after that type (laughs) of introduction to some of your quote-unquote friends.
3: I I might like her to ghost me after that. I don't know if I can uh, face her. (laughs) That's a tough one to come back from. I don't know if I can face her
1: again. I will say that uh, Joe is a gamer. He came on pretty inebriated. I just have a picture of him right now out in his backyard partying drinking copious amounts of rum <laughs> talking to sib hash his bush. Slash tree no, yes. talking to yeah bush yeah <laughs> his juniper Bush yeah yeah I hope nobody he's understands me but you I I'm worried though do you think that maybe this loss was was kind of more devastating than not I mean Told you. he just he he's seven wins he was on top of the world and then he just' Didn't went out. It. it was actually it, completely anticlimactic wasn't it like he like he just went out with (laughs) a whimper like he punched himself out and then just got knocked out and then he came on having had clearly a few too many drinks
4: drowning in his sorrows for sure Yeah, yeah right
1: exactly Well, you could look at this from a different perspective and his his fake team had a fake loss but jack actually missed last week due to I, you know, you had a, you had a hell week last week.
4: I, I had some stuff go down. Yes. I, uh, yeah. Last week was tough.
3: <laughs> well, share.
1: And you're here and you're fairly sober and you're able to communicate. You did not berate our HR, the Atlas Bach HR representative for sure. I held myself back. So Jack, you had a, a, a hell week. Um, I, I know we, I know we pick on you and say you lost and, and didn't show up, but, but in reality, when you told me what actually happened to you, I'm amazed you're here this week. It,
4: well, things have settled a bit, thankfully it, um, you know, life happens, things come up. I, uh, I did lose to Mike's dad. That didn't help. Um, I, uh, but I did see that one coming. I, if you remember, I called it prior to, uh, to the game again, I was getting a little too unmediocre there. I, um. You know, going, go, <laughs> going through some uh some life changes here and uh was actually moving um last weekend and I did intend to um to be able to to get in and, and settled and, and at least to the point where I could be on the podcast. But right. yeah, it went downhill very quickly. Um from from the storms throughout the weekend it decided to start pouring right around the time I got the truck and um, continue to do so. Cause you were moving, uh, through the right? whole move. You had you Yeah. Had- I, I almost, almost single hand. I mean, I got a, a, my 18 year old son, you know, help me out as an 18 year old would. Um, so I almost, <laughs> almost single handedly moving in a, a friggin' four bedroom house. Again, I, I'll just give you guys the highlights and the, the parts I can remember at this point. Honestly, it started coming so quickly that, that I, I didn't even get to be pissed off or stressed out about one thing before the next one would happen. But um, spent spent uh, a good part of the move with uh, not one but both of my exes. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, <laughs> right? That's, what? That's, what?
3: Uh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, Well, Greg, it, it, Greg,
4: when there when there's children involved, Greg, the ghosting thing just doesn't fucking no, work. No. So. I, I,
3: believe me, I have two exes as well, but none of them are a part <laughs> of my moves. <laughs> so again,
4: I yeah, I could get into it, but um, but I won't. Uh, I got AT and T. I got my cable because I wanted to make sure I was ready for the podcast. So I need to get my cable hooked up. And and while he was here, I clipped his truck and ripped the fucking front bumper <laughs> off of it. Wait, 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 <laughs> I,
3: Joe, you, uh, Jack, you know I'm going to laugh at this stuff, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm absolutely. Laughing. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, no,
4: I'm yeah, I'm I I was laughing too. It was a different kind of. It was more like Joe's laugh at the time, because um, <laughs> I was fucking losing it. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm able to, to laugh about it as well. I, I I honestly, I'm trying to remember all the craziness. My, uh, uh, we, I I got one vehicle. I moved 20 miles from fucking civilization. I love it by the way. I got a a huge plot of land and, um, sitting out here with nature and shit, really fucking digging it. Uh, but I have one vehicle and and me and my son and, and after we got everything moved, thought I was going to be able to finally settle down and relax for a short while before the podcast. And, um my son pulls up and and says the the power steering is uh, is gone from the car <laughs> oh, so man. so I got one car again power steering pump's bad i mm. uh, call all the uh, the mechanic $500 to replace it fucking crazy i uh, call the auto parts store it's $65 part now i understand marking up for business purposes but <laughs> um $65 part was a $500 to have replaced uh, so i decided to do it myself which <laughs> i haven't done for- time i probably should have been paying attention to all the signs coming up to this moment so uh started working on it got it mostly done and then decided that i couldn't get it any further and needed some help uh, but the problem was that i only had one vehicle and the pump was in my hand and i'm 20 miles from fucking civilization now so i had to call one of my exes and uh, <laughs> hey, dude have you heard of Uber? <laughs> <laughs> I have literally, fuck. Greg. I, we don't have we. Yes, we looked. Oh, we Uber. don't have Uber out. It. nobody. It, I'm so fucking far away from everything that Uber told me to fuck myself. Anyway, I got the pump fixed, put it in the car, finally got fucking excited, except I guess my son had left something on when the car broke because the battery was now dead. So... Um, handled the battery situation, got it all set. And, uh, it was that point that I realized there was a crack in the new power steering pump. The fluid <laughs> was fucking running right out of it. Oh, and fellas, I have been driving my car without power steering for the last four days. Cause once again, if I take the fucking pump out, I can't get to the auto parts store. <laughs> so, uh, that's why I missed the podcast. Not because I lost a bike's dad. Fuck y'all.
3: You're a pussy. Let, let's I face it. I mean, that—that's nothing. None of that. My mom had a T, <laughs> my mom had a Pontiac T one thousand. Didn't even come with power steering.
4: <laughs> I drove. I seriously for my the first couple of years of my life, I, I built of my course. first fucking car and drove it without power steering. I said, "Son, it uh, it'll build your muscles up. Get out there and figure it the fuck out." Exactly. So, does your new house have a room for me? It um it doesn't even have a room for this. I'm I'm unfortunately I've lost. Where my am I going to stay
3: when I come visit?
4: Um, I got a big porch,
3: a no. big porch. I don't think so. Joe invited I, me to stay, Well, now I'm you rethinking. Stay with <laughs> Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm rethinking. <laughs>
6: yeah, it'd be like this:
3: the Stanford Prison Experiment, uh, staying at Joe's house. I think. Yeah. Uh, God damn. Uh, so I, and I did
4: um I did locate a couple of mistakes. Of course, I I leave for one episode, and you guys fucking are useless without me.
3: Oh, uh, um, sure, a couple of
4: you guys were or have been commissioners of this league.
3: But, Jack, um, I'm, you're the newsman. Uh, I, I'm the color commentator. You know, so don't criticize <laughs> me for not getting the statistics correct. I'm this the is color true. Com-
4: you know? And you're the one of the three that haven't been the commissioner. So if yeah, anyone exactly. has an excuse, it is you. Yeah, so uh, show the
3: fuck up, and there wouldn't be a problem, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Slancha. <Sláinte. Woo! laughs> I uh,
4: I did have fun listening, as always. I um, it's uh, it's always a lot more fun to uh, to not know what's coming. Uh, although this week,
3: <laughs> oh God. no, no, this week, it would have been more fun to know what was coming yeah, in advance. Exactly. Oh, oh, sorry, Joe. The power's gone on our all of our homes.
4: <laughs> what a so, freak um, thing. so that was it. That was my weekend. Literally, uh, while you guys were doing the podcast, I was outside with a, a flashlight taking fucking parts off of my vehicle, Probably working on a, a car for the first time and shit. Fifteen years. So, again, not an excuse by any means. I know I'm a pussy.
3: Sounds like it's an excuse, you pussy.
4: But it was, it was just a little more than losing to Mike's dad. But that 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 was the kicker.
3: Well, I don't buy it. You're a pussy
4: in my
1: book. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Jack knows he's a pussy. That's so, why he's laughing, because it's true. So uh, It's funny, because it's true. <laughs> So, I think one of the things that, you know, given Joe's overreaction to his loss, the Dreamers are, uh, <laughs> maybe that was a, that was an understatement, I guess. Understatement of the, of the <laughs> yeah, fucking right. millennium. Joe's over-exaggerated response to his fantasy baseball team loss. Uh, the, the Dreamers have just really kind of put together a great team with a lot of depth and Frankly, um, this was not the outcome I personally wanted. I wanted Joe to win simply because the Dreamers are in my division and they maintain their lead by taking out the best team in the league. What do you guys think about this team? I mean, I I, I think we saw them do some crazy stuff last year, but it doesn't seem like they're doing it this year. Well, I think that um, two years ago,
3: and the first uh, the the season preview episode, our fir- I think it was our first or second episode. I-, I was really high on the dreamers. They had they had uh, selected some really good young talent. Trevor Story was playing well. They had Seeger. They had a lot of good young talent, and I was really high on them
6: mm-hmm.
3: uh, because they were a relatively new team. And I think last year they suffered um, frankly, because of some injuries, but also because of some managerial inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now they're um they're they're like one of those pro sports teams that that has all the talent in the world on paper, but then something doesn't quite align, and then um you know they get back to being who we thought they were, and I think that's what we're seeing this year with them. I think Jack really raised a really interesting question mm-hmm. earlier today, mm-hmm. which is who's driving the ship? You know we are all single owners. Uh, singular decision makers. Um, I really, I am curious now. I honestly, I hadn't, I'll be completely candid. I hadn't thought about it, but when Jack raised that question about it, who's really the driving force behind not only personnel decisions, but the week to me, week to week management of the team, yeah. I'm curious now yeah. and I'm going to work hard to get uh, Eldon on the, on the podcast. If we can get dusty, whatever, you know, whoever,
1: mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think that's yeah. Great.
4: They, are they, uh, Um, you know, they had, they've had the, you know, some of the pieces for a while. Um, again, some of the other ones are kind of falling in. Trevor Story kind of having a reemergence this year. Um, so that's been good for them. They, they had one weak spot, and they definitely addressed it early in the draft. They picked up uh, uh D Gordon for that middle infield slot. They've um, they picked up Salarte, and the in the meantime, both guys that I was looking at in the draft with a, a weak middle infield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, you know, again filled their gaps, and um, you know the the Sanchez's, the Freemans, the Springer's are all doing what they're supposed to do. Brandon Belt's been a big, uh, uh, you know, uh, emergence for them. He's having solid year again. So, and then obviously they they, you know, because of their uh, lack of success um, last year, they they were able to pick up the Indians. So obviously a a, a big uh, addition as well. So mm-hmm. I, again, I I don't. 're not they're not the team they look like at the moment in my opinion I don't think they're the best team or, or even in the top two in the league um, but they definitely again you know as we saw last year you don't have to be the best to win um, you have to be the best for a short amount of time after you get in the dance and it looks like they're on their way to the dance and this team is definitely um, strong Strong enough to to put together a, a four or five week run and mm-hmm. and and easily win it. Right. Yeah. Jack, you want to comment
3: stuff. on on uh, any of your you know interactions with your exes and on who was most cooperative, least cooperative, that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> 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 I, actually, I, I come an on, answer to that you know, question. No, there's an listening. answer to that question. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't unfortunately oh,
0: I,
4: I i may i may i may be willing to at a future day what one of them is um
3: yeah. back. <laughs> and, and meanwhile meanwhile guys we've received i played the fifth joe. Did you guys get the text from joe a uh,
1: bush was oh, a picture of a bush the
3: photo text of somebody's back in a lawn chair with a bush and somebody in the background the far background I don't really quite get it, but it's very in keeping with his overall uh, communication strategy. Oh, next week, there's going to be a count listeners. Listeners, uh, thank you for enduring tonight's episode. Although we think that adults are free to make their own decisions in terms of drinking, we certainly don't condone the type of overindulgence that uh, Joe displayed tonight. But rest assured that next week, we will demand answers from him. (laughs)
1: all right swag okay gk yeah guys thank you love you guys Uh, love you too and uh we'll talk to you jack i'm glad you're settled in and all's good and uh good luck to you guys this week and we'll 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 reconnect next week and it should be fun
3: yeah get my room ready
4: (laughs) you got it all right fellas bye-bye
2: Dirty work, oh yeah I don't want to do your dirty work no more I'm a fool to do your dirty work, oh yeah Light the candle, put the lock upon the door You have said I'm a fool to do your dirty work, oh yeah
0: Yeah, what Steve was going to say was there's two guys fucking an alligator. Oh, no, no,
5: absolutely no. not. Don't <laughs> you just, just get so sick of that little phrase. I mean, come on, really?
1: <laughs> but a bing, but a boom, but a Fucco, yeah, yeah. and
3: that one
1: too. Yes, Thanks, yeah, yeah. Michael. Twenty years is a long time.
3: To that. Yes. Twenty years is a long time. <laughs> uh,
1: Joe brought on three guests at once. And then it's, kicked him out of the studio. Top uh, that, motherfuckers.
3: <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Joe smile
1: till today. He's, he's been darting <laughs> all day. I love it. This
4: is the beginning of Joe losing it.
1: <laughs> I finally <laughs> lost the game.
3: This must have been what it was like recording the White Album. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I am the walrus. Goo 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 tube. Jesus Christ At least I was committed enough To show up and my team lost Oh Oh. yeah Yeah. Oh, I believe that was a shot of me What what do you got in that mug Joe I showed up
4: this week and my team lost So fuck you (laughs) Man
0: I lost in the last minute today You guys know I would have skipped this podcast If if you weren't going to Flagellate me for losing I, I would have
3: not done
1: this. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> go ahead, Greg. You can do a three, two, one.
3: Oh, I'm gonna get to uh, lead us in, like yes, Springer's go final ahead. thought. Are three. you
1: forcing her to hold the wine glass up? No. She, no. She is she's clearly like thinking, What it's, did I what decision did I make? Like what did I well, get myself into? The lighting, sort of is,
0: the lighting is different. She's clearly not in a hostage situation. <laughs>
1: no, she's not. But she may be thinking I could disconnect this call pretty quick. And this
5: is my second one since you guys called in a couple minutes ago.
1: Yeah. So I think we'll see. All right, <laughs> so Courtney's gonna fit right in. Okay, this is good. sure. Yeah,
0: it's much smoother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Courtney, before you answer that, I don't understand what the fucking question he was asking. was. I don't want him to ambush you because you're so sweet and so nice. But it's it's incredibly intelligent. And I and I like it. So, Court, we've taken
6: up. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> except for Court,
6: but especially Greg.